This week on Out Now with Aaron and Abe, we're talking Pokemon, colon, Detective Pikachu. Did you find your coffee and clues? Pika Pika. Wait a minute, I forgot my introduction. We are now recording. This is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and as always, this is... Abe, hello, hello, hello. Out Now is a film podcast where Abe and I discuss new movies weekly. We cover some various movie topics, jump into a mostly spoiler-free review, then jump back into other fun movie topics. This is episode 362. 362. 62. That was a dramatic read you had there. A lot of, you know, intermittent pausing. Was it because I was uh, had to uh, do something with my mouth real quick, or <laughs> make my make my uh, my throat clear while he's speaking? Maybe it was, or maybe I'm just that good at this podcast. We've been doing this for three hundred sixty two episodes, so yeah. That was I a feel like that was all one breath. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, three six two. That's where we're at. Six eight. We're here. Yeah, and this week we're discussing for three six two. We're discussing did Pokemon colon Detective Pikachu. I mean, I can't wait to talk about all of your clues. Pika Pika. That's like us redoing the intro that you listeners just heard that we have not recorded yet. That's, that's yeah. what just happens. <laughs> exactly what I was thinking. Joining us tonight to discuss Pokemon colon Detective Pikachu, we have from Geeks of Doom, and that's in LA. He's ready to evolve and have more special powers for this podcast. It's Michael Lee. Hello. Also joining us from Nerd Reactor, he wants to be the very best like no one ever was. It's Mark Paces. Hey, how's it going? How are the two of you doing this evening? Good. I'm ready to catch more Pokemon. Good. So, hey. Yeah. Good. Glad to like have you guys the, here. Like the intro you gave for me. I, you know, I, I, I want to do my very best. So that's how that's how we roll on the on out now. That's that's how you get to three six two. Let me tell you. So <laughs> that's how you catch three six two Pokemon. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how many there are in the wild, but there's got to be that many, right? There, there, there's enough to fill a Pokeball. That's for sure. How does that work? We should get into that question later I, on. I, I actually have those questions that I'm going to ask you guys during the show. Okay, good. Nothing, yeah, nothing says a good yeah. movie review like random trivia about the topic tangentially connected to the movie. <laughs> I'll explain myself. All right. Well, yes. Good to have you guys back here. Mike, good to have you back as always. Mark, congratulations. You made it to round two on Out Now. Yes! <laughs> Success! <laughs> let's, let's hope that... Uh... The game will favor me this time instead of just the one last time. I mean, you got one, which means you got to come back. So just be, you know, thank your lucky stars right there. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> when I say lucky stars, too, I mean the star, star me, the one of the Pokemon, because I'm an expert at this topic, of course. Wow. <laughs> you really know these things. I know. Let's get to some show notes real quick. <laughs> if you like this nonsense and other nonsense that we do, uh, we do commentary versions of nonsense as well. We talk about we talk about movies every month individually, obviously, because this is a review podcast. But we also do commentary tracks for specific movies. Uh, we go from old to young. I like to explain the commentaries every now and then. We have a new one coming this month. It's going to be for the original 1954 Godzilla which I'm very excited about because, as people people know, I'm a big fan of Godzilla. Uh, so yeah, we are plan- we plan to record this track this week. It should be up soon enough. It should be a lot of fun. Uh, it's nice to get in some older movies. We do a lot of more recent ones uh, every now and then, but then we've, we've got some older ones too, and this is this should be interesting to talk. This will be our first subtitled movie I think we're doing for a commentary also. So, But yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun to tweet up there. Uh, speaking of which, that's going to be on iTunes, along with all the other episodes that we have, which you can help us out by going to iTunes, iTunes, searching for our show, and giving us a rating and review. 
It'd be very helpful. Helps out our show. Pops us up on the old iTunes charts. So yeah, go for it. I don't know if you can put uh, emojis yet, but if you give us just uh, two thumbs up, that'd be great. There's probably some coders out there that can knock in some emojis onto the uh, <laughs> onto the old iTunes. Remix. Might be a limitation of the uh, the iTunes platform. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Um, what else? Uh, we are talking about Detective Pikachu this week, and guess what? Detective Pikachu, it's a part of the summer movies, and know what that means, summer movie gamble. That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> we, we are, Abe and I, along with, I forget, eight, 15, 16 other guests that we have on the show, are currently embroiled in a battle royale to the death, uh, going over which we, what movies we think are going to be the biggest movies hits of the summer. Uh, Avengers is probably going to win this out, because we all have it at number one, but Detective Pikachu, certainly one of the ones in contention. Abe, it's one of your dark horses. Yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Pokemon <laughs> Detective Pikachu did open to fifty eight million this weekend, which assures it probably at least a spot somewhere in that top ten. But we'll see what happens. But there's yeah. just a small update. Uh, another update since since a friend of the show Jay, who's in the competition, decided Ugly Dolls could be in the top ten, and Pokemon Detective Pikachu is a dark horse. Glad that's working out for you. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Um, <laughs> Those Brits. We love okay. you, Jay. I don't think Adam even has it on his list. So, you know, we just like, I just throw people under the bus that make their suggestions, because I, especially because I know they listen. Uh, but yeah, Adam uh, probably has like a really good strategy. He's like, I know what I'm no, I know what I'm doing. He's, he's Dr. Adam Strange. Adam without seen... having Wonder Woman on his list at all. Exactly. So. <laughs> yeah. He's seen like all 14 million outcomes like Dr. Strange already. He already knows. Yeah. But yeah, we'll be keep checking in on that throughout the summer, but always a lot of shakeups and what have you going on with the summer gamble. Uh, let's see. What else? <laughs> Happy birthday to my lovely girlfriend, Miss Anna Bosch, who's been on the show plenty of times. I had a wonderful day with her today, as a matter of fact, of the day of this recording. But I am happy to shout out her birthday once again because she deserves to have a happy birthday shout out. So happy birthday, Anna. Happy birthday. With all that said, I think that's the end of the show notes, so let's move on. Let's get to, let's get to some know everybody. We're each looking each other a question or two, try to set the tone for the podcast, and better get to know no, everybody. everybody. I like that. That was good. Wasn't bad. <laughs> hey, you want to start this one off? I have a question for you guys. If you guys have to write yourself a best friend in a movie uh, and choose the actor to play that person, uh, who do you guys choose to play your best friend in a movie? Hmm. In this case, it's Karan Sony, who... Not use mm. enough, if, if I'm saying. I like this. that he's like, you know what, my, my my buddy from Deadpool could be in this as, like, a random character at the beginning of the movie that we never see again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who would I, let's see, who would who would I cast as a best friend character in a, the move, in a movie where I'm in? Yes. Okay. Let me think about this. Let's see. The, 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 the immediate thing that came to mind is that, like, my movie is somehow, like, a Doug movie, and I'm Doug for whatever reason. And Skeeter's my best friend. Yes. Yeah, Nickelodeon's like Doug. It. So yeah. Skeeter's my best friend. So who plays Skeeter? Obviously, this is a very important question. I'll think about that. You get back to me. Mike, go. What do you, what do you guys? <laughs> uh, I would have to say, uh, I'll pick one right now, but uh, Anna Kendrick for her, like, Sharp wit and sarcastic humor. There you go. Mark? <laughs> uh, Chris Hemsworth, man. Hemsworth, I like it. He seems like a fun guy to hang around with. Yeah, and he's like your best friend on the screen. Yeah. Good old... Now, are, are, you going, are you going serious Hemsworth? Like, uh, like uh, whatchamacallit, uh, the Ron Howard movie? I forget the name of it. Oh, in the, the heart, of, the heart of the Sea or Rush? In the Heart of the Sea, yeah, yeah. Or Rush? Uh, no. 
Nope. Yeah, Rush. He was in that racing movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, Rush too. but no, I was going more for Fat Thor. <laughs> I was going to ask you that. You want like Muscular it. Thor or Fat Thor? Oh, Fat Thor. He's got and feelings, I man. playing video games all night long. Eating his feelings. I have my answer. Yes. As, as Skeeter, because I think he's proven himself to be quite adept at comedy, Daniel Radcliffe would pop in, paint himself Daniel blue. Radcliffe <laughs> would be a great Skeeter. Yeah. I'm not, like, you're right. He yeah. just rolls in, yeah. the boy who lived, going, like, what's up? Like, it just, it'd be great. <laughs> does, he, does he get painted, like, blue-gray? I said, yeah, put on the, put on the blue. <laughs> okay, like so that means, like, whoever plays Rogers wearing all green, lime green. Yeah, that'd be, like, Miles Teller. Miles Teller is you Roger. You can play Roger Klotz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, Are these I, I Doug jokes going well? Is that is that, is that right? everyone who's listening? You know, they're they're not sure who Doug is, but you know, <laughs> people are literally googling what Doug is right now. Well, to Google the Nickelodeon one, not the Disney-fied version. That's you know, the things went south. That um, was a brand spanking new Doug. Yeah, I have a question for you. Guys. Yes. What is everyone's experience with Pokemon? Hmm, that hey, is a great question. Hey, what about you? Question. Where where, 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 where is Pokemon entered into your life? I, you Pokemon came at a point in my life in which I was maybe a little bit... Like, I didn't play the games. <laughs> I didn't have a Game Boy. But I was f- tangentially aware of the show. And also, I did watch the first movie uh, uh, where Mewtwo gets introduced. Well, what, so, was that, what was that movie called again? I want to say it's Pokemon the movie? <laughs> it's Pokemon the first movie. You said the it right away. <laughs> you nailed it. <laughs> but uh, but uh, that's that's how I'm related to Pokemon. And otherwise, just fringe in my life, just, you know, things going around and things going on. Oh, like a disease. Okay. Mike, how about you? Uh, I was... I got the first game, I guess. It was like 99 or something like that. So I was around that age where I understood and had the Game Boys and all that. And I caught 150 pretty fast. And yeah. Ooh. All right, Mark. Oh man, you lucky, you lucky dog. Uh, I got Pokemon Red on the Game Boy, but unfortunately, at the time, if you had to get, if you wanted to get 150, you needed to trade with someone who had Pokemon Blue. I didn't know anyone that had Pokemon. They they had no idea what I was talking about. <laughs> Even when I showed them the cartoon show. They were like, oh, so this is for kids? Because I was in, like, eighth grade, ninth grade at the time, and I was, like, you know, a hardcore nerd, you know, back then. Still am. I was but... say, not like now. <laughs> I mean... Not like right now, where he works for Nerd Reactor. <laughs> I mean... I mean, I never, I never grew up. What can yeah. I say? But... You're only as yeah. old as you feel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now all nerd things are popular, so, Yeah. Showed you guys in. Uh, <laughs> Only took you twenty years. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, Pokemon Pokemon Red was uh, my first uh, foray into the Pokemon world. Okay. Well, I, despite what I think has been a very convincing visage of being an expert at sure. all things Pokemon, <laughs> will have to say <laughs> I've never played a game. I've never watched an anime. This is the first what? movie that I've ever watched involving Pokemon. Uh, the best I can do is that I've played all the Smash Brothers games, which have various Pokemon characters in them. Um, so I, I know the ones that I know through those games and by, like, osmosis as far as being around the pop culture that is Pokemon. Um, right. But as far as, like, direct exposure to, like, knowing whatever the hell the deal is with Ash Ketchum, you, you, I'm lost there. Uh, so, yeah. 
That, that's so surprise, this is actually out now with Michael and Mark. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like I handpicked specific guests for this podcast that could both make the time frame I needed to work and work experience with Pokemon. <laughs> This is the, the silver and gold edition, or whatever many editions that they have. Hey, I heard those were good games, silver. And so gold. many questions for you guys that I want to get to, but All right. please do answer. What were the original ones? Was it red and blue? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I am pretty good at that. I do know games like releases really well. <laughs> yeah, and it, and it was because one of them had seventy five, and the other one had seventy five. Yes. I think it was around that number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clever. So was there like a cord or something that connected Game Boys? That yep. was how old the game was. <laughs> yeah, that's that's was, how. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm aware that Game Boy didn't have Wi-Fi, on it, so yeah, I figured there had to be some <laughs> kind of device that they had to use. That's how we used to play uh, competitive Tetris against each other back at school. That, yeah. Well, that's how we played. Game like, Boys were so much bigger. That's why I play like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's why I play like FIFA and stuff in college. You have a multi-tap on the PlayStation Two that you can plug in more controllers in, because you had to be in the same room back in those days. <laughs> Those days. Uh, <laughs> my how far we've come. Those days. The early aughts. <laughs> Those days. Anyway. All right. I think we've sufficiently gone over this, which is, means that's how we play. No, everybody. everybody. Let's move on now. Let's get to some out now quickies. Yeah. Each week out now. Trademarked. All right. Abe, have you seen any other movies this week? Uh, I'm trying hard to think, but I don't recall of anything. So go ahead and pass. Okay. <laughs> Mark, how about you? What else have you seen this week? Uh, I saw three movies this week. Oh, one of them... Put Abe to shame. Uh, one of them was John Wick 3, Ooh. which was awesome. And uh, the other two were Cold Pursuit and Triple Threat. Ooh, which... Triple Threat. That's a good movie. Why does it sound familiar? <laughs> That's the one with Iko Uwe's... Um... Oh. Got What's it. his name? Uh, Don, uh, Tony Jaa. Tony Jaa. Yeah, like it has like it has like all the martial arts stars slash direct to video like stars in one giant movie. It's Got the it. Avengers Endgame of DTV martial arts films. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. Those what'd are. Uh, what do you think of Cold Pursuit? Cold Pursuit was something I did not see coming. I had okay. I had honestly had no idea it was a dark comedy. Ah, yeah. I just. I just thought it was like a regular, like the action movie. Yeah, Old dad getting out revenge. Yeah, old. <laughs> like he's never done those movies before. Yeah, no, it's got some. Uh, it, it's got humor. Yeah, I had no idea. <laughs> Michael, how about you? What have you seen? I haven't seen anything in terms of movies. I just caught up on Veep and Barry and Game of Thrones. Barry, that's a solid. That's a solid that's slate a, of shows. Solid slate of shows. <laughs> yeah. Barry's killing it right now in the second season. Oh, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I will go. Uh, I've seen a couple of things. I was just going to mention one thing, and I forgot. Oh, well, okay. I've also seen John Wick, colon, Chapter 3, dash, Parabellum, but that's next week's show, so I will not talk about what I thought of John Wick, three, colon, Chapter 3, dash, Parabellum. However, right however, Dad's Movie Corner. Uh-huh. My dad was with me to see John Wick, colon, Chapter 3, dash, Parabellum, and he loved it. He had so much fun watching this movie. We got out of it, and he was like, that was great. And then he proceeded to call one of his friends, who he generally goes to see action movies with, and he's like, hey, I just saw John Wick Chapter 3. I would see that again. So he's all on board with the John Wick movies right now. 
<laughs> but no, yeah, he, he he had a blast with that movie, and we will talk more hear. about that next week. Yes. Um, I've also Good seen cheese. yeah, I've also seen Tolkien. This is the uh, biopic about J.R.R. Tolkien. Um, this I like movie... how you said I like how you called it Tolkien, and then you you said his name Tolkien. Hey, tomato, French fry, you know. So <laughs> within one breath. <laughs> um. But yeah, I, I I don't have much to say about this because it sucked, and I want to move on to the next movie. Oh. Um, <laughs> Come on, I, they tried hard. Yeah, they certainly showed up and filmed the movie. Uh, it's and it's that's why the estate didn't approve of it. I mean, it's it's oh. a it's oh, a whatever. But it's a Wikipedia movie. Eh? You know, how I feel about Wikipedia movies. Oh yeah, I know. I love Bohemian Rhapsody. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't matter. I want to move on to the next thing. The next thing is yeah. Wandering Earth. Have you got? Do you guys know what Wandering oh, Earth is? Oh, I heard about this. Oh. Is that like the most like expensive movie one. in China, or it, no, it's one of the highest grossing highest films grossing. in China, behind Wolf Warrior Two, which you know which, I'm a huge fan of, <laughs> which we haven't done a commentary for yet. We have not talked about yet nearly as much as we should. We, we've seen both of them, <laughs> but it does star Ju. It does star Wing Ju, um, yes, who who directed and stars in the Wolf Warrior films. He stars in Wandering Earth among others. It is a so yeah, it is a disaster movie. Uh, it's like a sci-fi disaster film. It, it's it, it it's like it's China doing it's China like looking at Roland Emmerich and being like, hey, we can do that, and they make their own version <laughs> of of what this could be. And it so it has a huge budget. It has a budget so big that like Wu Jing was originally supposed to be like like a cameo in the film, but like they kept adding more scenes with him, and he was like, and they're like, dude, show. Do we got to pay you more? And he's like, I, not only am I going to forfeit my salary, I'm going to help you out by giving money to you to make this wow. movie. That's that's what happened to this. Here's this is, the premise. Is... The premise of this is amazing. The, so it's it's the future. <laughs> the sun is dying, like something like sunshine. And in sunshine, they're like, we'll just send a bomb to the sun and restart it. That makes sense. In this movie, they're like, guys, <laughs> the sun... It it's got problems. It's gonna turn into a red giant. Science. So we gotta we gotta get out of here. How do you get out of here? You ask. Well, in Interstellar, they're just like we'll just you know get a big rocket ship and go off to another planet. This movie's like guys, we're gonna take the planet with us. They build engines all around the entire Earth. Wow. <laughs> with an intent on moving the entire the planet, the planet of Earth, to another neighboring solar system with a new sun that they could you rely on to keep the Earth going. It I mean, insane. to be honest, I've never heard of that idea before. It is so. insane. Uh, let me re- let me restate this. They put engines all over the planet of Earth, giant engines that will help move the planet out of our solar system to another solar system. They'll be helped by a giant space station that's helping to kind of pull the planet along in addition to the giant engine that's already attached to Earth. Wow. So the, the, Thank the, you, China? It's crazy. <laughs> and it, it's, the I mean, main, it's Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets right the, there. The main thrust... Of, but they built that planet. This is... We're yeah, moving the planet. <laughs> <laughs> Off-orbit. It's so creating, cool. you know, on, a, a, Yeah. Anna and I watched this. It was a blast. There's so much going on. It, it The effects are like... It's a mix of like, oh, that's okay, to this is actually really impressive. Like, there's some effects that are just, like, really crappy that just look like bad special effects. But other moments, yeah. like, just seeing, like, the beauty of the, the space station, like, having 
being around the atmosphere of Earth and like the what it, what you kind of see in that connection. And there's a bit the main plot of this movie involves how they're trying to get past Jupiter, and Jupiter's so big that it like the the Earth gets <laughs> caught in its gravitational pull and it disables some of the engines, so they have to restart the engine so they can get out of the way of Jupiter before they crash into does, it. Does this movie also take like you know three hundred years to? Yeah, no, the go... whole the movie like it's not a spoiler to say like it's not, it doesn't end with them moving the planet all the way there yet. They're just trying right. to get past Jupiter for the first. I hope this movie made like seven hundred million dollars in like China alone. So I hope there's a sequel so I can see more of this crazy thing. I mean, now we've got to figure out what happens when they get to like you know Pluto or something like that. Can you see how much I don't want to talk about Tolkien right now just because of how crazy <laughs> this movie is? <laughs> Where can I find this movie? It's on Netflix. Here's the crazy thing. This is one of the biggest movies of the year, and Netflix just, like, casually dumped it, just like they casually dumped Hateful Eight without any advertisement. They're just like, hey, this is on there now. Classic Netflix, I guess. That's what they do. (laughs) (laughs) It was like an IMAX 3D experience for, like, everywhere but America, and now it's on Netflix. Like, you can watch this, I guess. Like, that's their whole thing. (laughs) It's to be fair, you know, everyone's paying like $13 to go see it, though. Everyone and their cousin who they're splitting their Netflix account with. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. But regardless, <laughs> this movie is ridiculous. It's very entertaining. Uh, it's I, I'm going to overemphasize how good it is, but it is like the idea of this movie is so like preposterous. I couldn't not want to see what would happen. It has the lead characters introduced where dressed like Mario for some reason. I don't know why. What? He's wearing like overalls and a red shirt and a hat. And it's like. No one's going to say anything about this guy being dressed like Mario. Like, that's, that's just what we're doing. Wait, is the other guy, is his buddy dressed in green? For, unfortunately, there's no, like, brother named oh. Luigi Mario, which is a shame. Uh, but it does have a guy shooting a minigun at Jupiter just because he's really angry at one point. There's all this crazy stuff in this movie. <laughs> it is insane. He's not does wrong. Jupiter... Go ahead. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. Does Jupiter fight back? <laughs> we'll find out in the next movie wandering earth 2 jupiter's revenge uh, but no it, it is on netflix right now i wholly recommend it just because it's two hours of like fun <laughs> so i mean kudos to all the people involved i mean that's a great name you know wandering, wandering earth. earth yeah i didn't even i did not know what this movie was about going into at first i, I thought you were like, talking about like, it sounds like a documentary it, it does sound like it. It sounds like something Warner Herzog would like put together. Like, and then we got the Earth, and we had to move along. Like, and I don't know. But instead, it's like, no, we're moving the planet. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> All right. So yeah, that's up. Wait, Aaron, I got some good news for you though. Uh huh. It, it is. It is based on a series of books, I think. Boom. So there may <laughs> be a sequel. There has to. They gotta keep doing books this. Or short stories. It's one of those. Well, regardless, the movie made a ton of money, so if they can make another one. It's clearly a popular thing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's it's a movie. Oh. Uh, all right, that's out of quickies. GM, that was great. Let's move on now. Let's get to our trailer talk where we talk about what the newest movie trailers of the week, what we thought about when it's coming out, what have you. This week we're talking it, chapter two, the sequel to it. Not chapter, chapter one. Chapter one? Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for, is he going to say chapter one? I, I was like, if... I don't think it had anything in the first one. <laughs> I wonder if they go back and like retitle it after the fact. like call it. I mean, they did that one. for Live, Die, Repeat. Unofficially, but sure. I would, yeah. <laughs> they could probably do the same oh, wait. here. No, they did say it chapter one at the very end. At the of... very end, it says it chapter one. Yeah. yeah. It's like at the very end of Ghostbusters when they're like, answer the call. And you're like, it needs a subtitle? But okay. <laughs> um <laughs> But Mark, let's start with you. What did you think of the trailer for It Chapter 2? 
it scared the crap out of me that first scene with uh the old lady and then it just went into a lot of into a lot of montages montage of scenes where i'm like okay all right that's cool that's cool and then at the very end you know you see uh pennywise but i did like how they used pennywise's laugh as a as like a instrumental device for the trailer it kind of added a added uh creepy factor to it but that first scene i saw it in theaters at um at actually at CinemaCon first mm. and i was just like man this is really creepy as hell man so yeah i, I really dug it all right mike how about you what did you think of the trailer following along what mark said about the music uh that really just creeped me out how they after the fact that when we saw the old lady chase after um beverly and then they started making that music rise up and everything it's like oh my gosh this is i started like fanning myself during the whole thing <laughs> like oh my god this is actually happening and i'm already into this so so far into this and uh yeah I, I i couldn't i just can't wait to see what it's like and when it hits theaters cool hey you know i come from a place where I, I didn't really like it chapter one uh as much um yeah, i think we're we in that minority <laughs> yeah it, like, i think that you and i like some elements of it but then i remember um you know it there was just something that that wasn't as quote unquote scary for me. But with all that being said, I, I like when trailers use a uh, just like a, a select scene from a film as their trailer. And this is like a teaser trailer, too. So it's like a three minute uh, scene. Um, but like what you guys are saying, very creepy. And it reminded me of the of part one where the, the kids in the library and you just see a librarian in the background just doing creepy things or just literally just standing there. And so. There was a, a certain part in the in the trailer where it just it feels like there's a pause, but there isn't, and it just stays on so, like it's not even like a millisecond. It stays on for like a nanowith of a second times just, two, just enough to feel disturbing. Yeah, and it's like wow, this is uh, I don't like this, and I was I was gonna <laughs> look away because I was like I don't know what's gonna happen here, but I was at work and I didn't want to look weird, uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> but with that being said, uh, I'm excited to see what's going to happen because the cast that they have here, fantastic cast. You know, these are like real actors kind of thing, um, especially Bill Hader is coming into his own kind of thing. But I like that there's that, that shot of just them looking at uh, the whatever store in Derry and it's just the kids and then it has them as adults. So I'm excited where it's going to go. I'm curious to see whether I'm going to be more on board with this one. But I, I dug this teaser trailer. Yeah, it's got Ziggy from The Wire, so, you know. Ziggy from The Wire's in this movie? Yeah, he's one of the kids. Dang, he's, dude. He's uh, Eddie. <laughs> he's he's the Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the cast includes, yeah, James McAvoy, Jessica Chastain, Jay Ryan, Bill Hader, Isaiah Mustafa, James Ransone, and Andy Bean. It's a it's a solid cast of people. It's a, it's a good mix of, like, hey, we got some, like, major stars and a few lesser, like, known stars, but still, like, people that seem to look the bill. I'm very positive about this, which makes me happy, because, yes, I was not a fan of It!, I want it to be. I think the I think it opens really well with that kid and the sewer and everything. And there's some shot like the librarian stuff you're mentioning, Gabe. Like there's some stuff that I think really works, but there's just other stuff that I just wasn't big on as far as how you handle an epic story like this. That said, what I'm getting here, I'd like to think that um, uh, the director Andy Andy Busicetti, 
I I'd like to think that he's you know he's making more films. He's just getting better at what he's doing here. And when you make the first it, I think you can making this second chapter and having like adults involved in addition to the kids. Like there's a lot there to work with. Right. And I, I look forward to seeing what he can do with that and preying on the idea of these people that have been kind of you know. I, I assume suffered trauma in, in like these memories and what they have and even growing up. I'm curious what, I don't know the story all that well beyond my vague recollection of the miniseries. So I'm curious what it is that brings these people back to Derry. Cause as far as I'm concerned, I'm just like, get the fuck out of that town. Like I don't want to go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, Who wants to go back there? It seems like Pennywise is holding up there. I don't need to be there, but, um, right. It's, but no, it's I, boys of summer style, you know, exactly. don't look back. You can never look back. Exactly. Yeah. I'm putting this whole town in my rear view, as uh, <laughs> Ben Affleck once said in, um, you know, that movie, Bounce. Um, but, um... <laughs> oh, Jeez, that was a deep cut. I was like, <laughs> But no, I, I agree. I think this, the, the as a teaser trailer, it's excellent. Like, it does a great job of giving you a, an isolated scene that's just inherently creepy. There's a lot of good, like, subtle horror there and stuff that just makes it unnerving. And then it jumps. What I like is that it jumps into this, like, epic horror movie vibe which is it's somewhat unique a mainstream horror film that you know is based off a very long novel that's a sequel to like you know it's the second half of a story in the same way we're getting like like with, with avengers for example like you're getting something that's kind of completing the story that was set up the first time around that's and the fact that that's kind of a, a highly anticipated event that's some that's not you don't see that with horror very often. So I, I hope that it delivers on that because yes, I do think the trailer looks promising. There is a good cast here. The, there are things that I did like about it, so I just hope that this film has more of the stuff that I like and a little less of the stuff I didn't like. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. But uh yeah, it chapter two opens uh September sixth. So yeah, the week after our summer gamble ends, when we're all reeling from that. And we'll see what happens. <laughs> But all right, all that out of the way, let's move on now. Let's get to our main review for Pokemon, Cola, Detective Pikachu. Tim, your dad was a legend in this precinct. If you were anything like your dad... I'm not. I remember. You wanted to be a Pokemon trainer when you were young. Yeah, that didn't really work out. Someone there? Whoever you are, I know how to use this. Oh, jeez. Here we go. I know. You can't understand me. But put down the stapler or I will electrocute you. Did you just talk? Whoa. Did you just understand me? Oh my god! You can understand me! Stop! I've been so lonely! Alright, that should have been some of the trailer for Detective Pikachu. There are like 20 animated Pokemon movies and I haven't seen one of them. But however, we now have the first live-action take on the incredibly popular video game slash anime slash toy slash trading card series concerning a universe full of pocket monsters that are collected, traded, and battled with. I think I'm on the right track with all of you on this, but regardless, Pokemon Detective Pikachu tells something of a spin-off story concerning the unlikely pairing of a young man, played by Justice Smith, and his father's Pokemon partner, Pikachu, voiced by Ryan Reynolds. With the two united to solve a missing persons case, they are led down a path that involves drugs, genetic mutations, and possible global domination. Fall that in the way. <laughs> Michael, let's start with you. We've established you have some Pokemon fandom. What did you think of this movie? I thought that it was 
pretty decent for a video game movie. Well, Pokemon is a video game movie. So once there was this whole detective story vibe that I felt is like it was, it's it's good. I liked it. It's it's not too far from you know the game it's based on. I never played that game. I played like the original Game Boy thing. So I have no understanding of this world, which is I guess it made the made the enjoyment better. I guess and. It, once it started rolling into the whole video game thing, going all crazy, and uh, it's just like, okay, this is not what I expected. But at, at the same time, I was like, oh, I, I understand the whole what it's trying to do, I guess. And overall, it, it was pretty nice. Um, yeah, that's all I have to say. All right, all right, Mark. We've also established you're a Pokemon fan. What did you think of this film? There are two sides to this. On one side, I thought it was a decent movie, just a regular straight-up movie. But in terms of a video game movie, it's the best video game movie I've ever seen. But that's not saying a lot, because there are a lot of really bad video game movies out there that have been made. That being said, um, I thought the story was a little convoluted. I like the story between um tim and pikachu like them trying to figure out what happened with their with their uh with tim's dad but then when you add the villain's plot in it and (laughs) yeah (laughs) i was like okay this is kind of far-fetched but it's tailored for kids so i'm gonna kind of look past that because you know it's I mean, it's not catered to me. It's not catered to any of you guys. It's catered mostly to kids. So I thought, okay, all right, so this is the kind of storyline that they'll cater to the kids. I'll look past that. And then it just gets, like, the villain's plot gets more and more stupid as the movie goes along. So I thought, oh, man, I cannot get into this. Why can't we just, like, go back to the actual mystery about the dad? And... Mm -hmm. Yeah, it would. They kind of like try to do like a traffic thing where they kind of put all the storylines intertwined, but they don't do it in like a really good way. But I, I did not see traffic coming up when we were going to talk about this movie, but I'm glad it was mentioned. <laughs> well, <laughs> closest thing to drugs, I guess. <laughs> oh yeah, and the yeah the, the the thing with the drugs too, and in the movie that was that was a little like kind of far fetched, but. I did. Detective uh, Pikachu gave me hope that they could actually pull off a uh, Ash Ketchum movie. Should they ever want to adapt that, you know, storyline? I know, like other people would be so down for that uh, adaptation as well. Like I know, I don't know, maybe Mike, you probably the same way too. I'm but... very hesitant about it after watching this, especially with the story as very basic as this one and as, as far as i know people love seeing young kids in red caps fighting against things that are different from them so i mean we can see where that goes <laughs> okay well it, it was so far back that i i have a certain nostalgia for it and i have a certain connection to it that if i see it like warped or changed in any other way i'm like oh this is not how i you know this is not my kind of pokemon that i remember it as so if it 
any sort of changes, I'll be like reluctant to accept it, I guess. Yeah. I mean, if they go the same route as The Last Airbender, where the season, the entire series was good, there was no way that M. Night Shyamalan could ever mess that up, but yet he still found a way to mess that up. <laughs> and so I'm thinking if they they have the material there that's amazing, but if whoever, you know, writes and directs it, you know, messes that up, that's on them because the material yeah. is really good. All right. Well, we can get back to hypotheticals later, but let's move on. Abe, what were your thoughts on Pokemon Detective Pikachu? So with Pokemon, you asked a question earlier of what our familiarity is, and my familiarity is very low. Um, <laughs> and so with this movie, uh, as it starts out, it's actually really interesting because there was like, oh, well, I'm only seeing like uh, two guys in a field and like one Pokemon. I was like, well, you know, this is like maybe not what I'm signing up for. I'm curious to see what happens here. And as you go along, you kind of learn more about this character played by Justice Smith. Um, and it's like, well, you know, he's kind of just working in this small rinky-dink town, doesn't really like his job, but it's it's a job and he's going to stay there. And all of a sudden he gets called up to the big city. And when you get to the big city, it was pretty cool. I actually really liked the way that they've incorporated Pokemon living in this city um, and I don't really know how it works in the show, like the cartoon series uh, or the anime, because I'm not really sure if they if they just are they always around people all the time, too, or are they kind of yes. just like, OK, great. So with all that being said, though, I thought that it was a pretty cool immersive world that they're throwing me into. And what I liked is actually it becomes like this noir murder mystery um, in the beginning of the movie. And then it kind of goes and deviates away from that, which. I didn't mind as much because as much as they were giving me exposition, it was because I, I, I like that there was kind of some banter in between those exposition points. And I also didn't know what was going on in the movie. So it helped me out. And that's why maybe I'm curious uh, in the, during the deeper discussion whether you guys disliked it because it just didn't fit with anything that was uh, of your understanding of the, of the game and the series. But uh, as it went along further, I could definitely feel like this was kind of like an inside thing for a lot of fans because it took me a second to figure out that he that the dad was staying at oak hotel or wherever he lives um and like the r and whatever else like the way that these symbols are made and they stayed on pokemon that i didn't know the names of and they did things except for jigglypuff which i know that you know that person put you to sleep or that that pokemon put you to sleep um so it was it, i actually really liked that they, they took me to this like immersive type world and to be honest like rob letterman he directed uh, Goosebumps. Which we're and, of. Yeah, Aaron and I really liked that movie. Uh, I was surprised by it. I don't know if Aaron was surprised by it, but I was super surprised by how much I was like, wow, there's uh, there's an element here that's fun, whimsical, and it's family-friendly, but also like it engages me in a way that I didn't think it was going to engage me. And that, that's kind of how I felt about Pokemon as well. Um, I agree with you guys that, that in terms of some of the, the negatives, um, the, the villain's arc is his plot is very it's just a way to end the movie um it's not really like deep in any way uh but with all that being said there was just you know elements that i really liked and some elements that i didn't like i actually did like the the character um i, I like all the characters and i like all the people uh, but lucy stevens the way that she first comes on the screen she's like a goofball but to me it felt as though she was 
like an anime character, the way that you would that they would write something mm-hmm. for somebody in the show, um, and that that person was like now being brought to life, um, and so she speaks the way that you know some minus all like the weird expert expressions that you can make an anime character have, um, and big eyes and whatever else. Like it, it felt that way to me. Um, and unfortunately she kind of, again, moves away from that type of character as well as the movie progresses. But on the whole, I like this movie. I was surprised by, uh, some of the elements in it. Um, I think that there's like some heavy exposition parts that, that kind of take me out of it. But with all that being said, you know, uh, it's actually a really fun, like family movie. Uh, and, I, I would love to dig into this deeper. I've established a pretty firm rule that I don't let myself get excited for video game movies anymore just because they've been the track record is so awful. Uh-huh. Um, that said, I have been not necessarily excited, but I've certainly been like, this looks very promising every time I've seen things about Detective Pikachu because it just looks like the movie is trying to do something. Uh, something like interesting and like just feel like I mean it it's advertised itself that it's shot on film which I just think it's like oh that's fun like we're actually like it's it's trying to take something seriously about this process even if it's kind of mocked itself in the way Ryan Reynolds has advertised this movie and being very kind of in on the joke of it like how ridiculous this is so seeing this movie I am delighted that it was quite good um I would say that it's it it might have de- it's dethroned the 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 two other three two or three other films that I consider to be legit good video game movies. Mortal Kombat, of course, being my top for a long time. Um, this one I think sits right at the top now because I think it just it it does what it's trying to do well, and it feels like it's trying to be a movie first and an adaptation second. So it, you have a story here, you have characters, and the movie actually does do a good job of being focused on them and then it also happens to be this thing set in the world of pokemon which i found to be fascinating like you abe i don't have like i've said much experience with pokemon so the way the movie goes from kind of giving you a little bit of a taste at the beginning to kind of getting larger as it goes along i thought that was a great job it does a great job of establishing this world without giving you like a character that like is like out a fish out of water like someone that's just like oh my god i've been transported to a new universe of pokemon and now i have to figure instead it's just like here's the world let's just show it to you this character, he knows what these things are. He treats them like everyday things because that's how it is. And we're just going to just kind of go into the deep end. But it doesn't do it in a way that feels alienating. I can understand there's probably tons of fan service that went over my head. But I never felt lost in this world, which I was very happy with. The visual effects, I think, are pretty terrific. Uh, there, You see all these different Pokemon creatures. And regardless of how realistic they seem, they feel like they belong in this world which I think is a great way of handling visual effects for something like this, especially in a video game movie where we've seen lots of bad examples of visual effects being used for them. <laughs> um, I like Justice Smith. I, I watched The Get Down on Netflix, which he was a star in. I think he's very good on that show. For what was required of him in Jurassic World, I was like, yeah, right, he plays one of the annoying <laughs> kids. That's par for the course in Jurassic World movies, <laughs> Jurassic Park movies. Um, so here, I was very. I think he does a great job of being a lead, honestly. I think he... For being an actor that has to act against, you know, nothing <laughs> or <laughs> random motion cap characters or what have you, he does that very well. He brings a good physical comedy presence to this. He interacts with the other Pokemon well. Like, I think, given that it's basically his story, I think it does a good job with that. With that said, Ryan Reynolds, also great here. And Abe, you know I'm not, like, the biggest Ryan Reynolds fan. I think he's, like, finally worn me down at this point because I'm just kind of into his <laughs> smarmy worn humor. He's Honestly, I do. I think, <laughs> or it's just, like, the characters he's playing now using that type of sensibility. Like, obviously, it works for Deadpool because that's the nature of Deadpool even before Ryan Reynolds was around. But here, 
that smarmy sensibility. I think it works with this character. The way they use that to make it work with Pikachu, I think it's actually pretty clever. And I was laughing a lot at like their interactions. I think it just works. The uh, the story, I agree, it's not the <laughs> the the most original of detective tales. But, like, there's enough here. It's kind of a very light version of, like, Who Framed Roger Rabbit or Zootopia, minus, exactly the, what I was thinking. minus the racial parables. But, like, beyond that, because <laughs> there's, there's nothing here as far as, like, depth. Like, there's no, there's no like... It's a story about forgiveness, Aaron. What are well, you talking no, there's, about? There, there's some universal themes about friendship and forgiveness and, you know, f- figuring out who you are in life and what have you, which is all well and good. But that yeah. speaks to, like, the kid audience. It's like, oh, yeah, I want to be a Pokemon trainer whenever, whatever. Like, it's, <laughs> there's, nothing, there's nothing deeper that you can lean into or even subtext that go on with here. So, yeah, that's partially why the story is just kind of like, and then we get a third act action sequence. Like, that's really all it amounts to. And it yeah. goes on a long time. And I'm like, all right, I guess we just kind of stopped being in a detective movie. But whatever. I like this. I like this a lot. I think it's a lot of fun. Yeah. So I'd love to open it up in, in here. Because, again, I, because Aaron and I are a little bit less understanding of the entire world, were there things in here that you were just like, wow, that would never, that should not happen? Or, or you know, well, uh, I, again, I, I'm, a, I'm with Aaron, too. Like, at a certain point, I was like, I know that this is all just fan service right now. And I don't understand it. But I'm cool with it. Well, from what I understand, and like I, I've never played the Detective Poke, uh, Pikachu games, this is like an original city. I don't know if that's true or not, Mark. So, Rhyme City? Rhyme City, I yeah. think you're right, too. All right. So, that that I guess that's why I mentioned about the whole, you know, this original sort of setting that made me feel like, or and not knowing about the game kind of made my enjoyment of it a lot better and the i know um abe touched on this a little bit but the world building in this got me really excited because there's like oh my gosh it plays around with that theme of you know there's so much more out there that you don't know and um and this we get to see like laboratories and and forests coming alive sort of thing it's like if this is like what's out there like i i can't see wait to see like the full potential of this uh franchise i'll just add that I've, i did like a read through on the detective pikachu wikipedia page just to be like does this like have common i want to know if like there's common characters and elements it does seem to like i don't know how faithful it is as far as a video game goes. not that it mm-hmm. needs to be but i don't know but it does have like there is a tim goodman character he does team up with pikachu there was a harry there is a drug called R. Like it has a lot of the elements that are in that game, so it's okay. like I, I could appreciate that they're it, like I didn't know. Like I, honestly, I was I don't know right. how the Detective Pikachu game works as far as like is it even similar to this at all, or is it just like something similar to like Pokemon Go, where it's just like Pikachu's in random places detecting things. I don't I don't know my clues. Um, so <laughs> so like there is some kind of narrative, and it does seem to be pulling elements from that narrative. So it's like oh cool, okay, mm-hmm. like it's doing its thing. Uh, there actually is the Rhyme City in the game, so it okay. is based off. Yeah, I looked it up. <laughs> is it also run by uh, a guy in a wheelchair, or no? <laughs> yeah, probably not. Let's, uh, let's talk but, about this cast a bit. Uh, yeah. I, I, I mentioned Justin Smith, Justin Smith, who I, I think is good. I, I mentioned Ryan Reynolds, who I think is quite good. here. There's other people as well, but what you guys, what'd you guys think? Yeah, I actually, what I was going to say about the cast is that I, I like how people took this seriously. Um, and what I mean by that is that Bill Nye is in this cast, <laughs> and he's not like phoning it in, you know what I mean? Like he's not mm-hmm. like he's not like going over the top. He's kind of a pretty mellow guy in this whole thing. And obviously, uh, you know, his character develops even more. But I do like the cast. I mean, he, somebody super serious in this is Ken Watanabe, 
and Ken he's Watanabe, <laughs> he is great as like the lieutenant cop that knows uh, Justice Smith's dad. Um, but it's it's one of those things where it's like he could have he could have handed it up too. He could have handed it up with like his Pokemon at the side and like oh all of a sudden like he's laughing suddenly. Like, no man, Ken Watanabe, same grimace on his face even when he's like outdoors. Just like waiting for the party to start kind of thing. So I really appreciate that the that the cast, everybody here, um, or the main ones that you see on the screen, are bringing it. You know, like they they know that this is like a movie, like what you're saying, Aaron, green screening all the way, um, kind of thing. But they they are, are doing a level of acting that I appreciated. I'll just add that Ken Watanabe, he does because he has a snubble as his Pokemon, and he does a he does like a reaction <laughs> where. Because it's like making a grimace at Tim, at Tim the whole time, and he tries yeah. to pet it, and it like gives him a look like "Don't do that." And like Ken Watanabe's reaction is so subtle but so funny to me. <laughs> it's like I want to see this detective show on NBC right the fuck away. Like this looks NBC. So <laughs> yes, put it on prime time, baby. Wow, I want to yeah. see it happen. <laughs> Network television. <laughs> uh, do you guys have other thoughts on the cast, Michael Mark? Uh, well, you hit on all the notes of about Bill Nahi. Actually, I, because I didn't know about the cast so much um outside of um who is that justin smith and uh ryan reynolds I'm like oh wow that caught me kind of caught me off guard and when i'm seeing him into this is like oh wow it kind of reminds me of his um character from like love actually he's just like really into this sort of thing and he believes like this could be a real thing so it's like oh my gosh this is pretty he's he's not phoning it in or anything at all yeah, when I saw Bill Nye on uh, the on the screen, I thought, "Oh, wow, it's Bill Nye," but he's probably dead because you know they're talking about his son, like he owns the place. But when I actually saw him alive, I'm like, "Wow, they actually got Bill Nye to act <laughs> on screen." I just across... want to point out that Bill Nye was in like four Underworld movies. Like, it doesn't seem surprising <laughs> to me that he's in this movie. <laughs> and love is all around him. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I mean Bill Nye, like Ken uh, Watanabe, they are great in whatever they do. So I never had a shadow of a doubt that they were ever phoned in, regardless. I, of yeah, how... I, I agree with that too. Good, good point, Mark. Yeah, like, like you said, Bill Nye has been in so many underworld movies. Ken uh, Watanabe has been in like a lot of good and bad movies. So, but they still, you know, are consistent with their, you know, style and performances. Like, they never, you know, ham it up. They never, you know, go off the rails. They just, like, are even keeled and, yeah. you know, are serious throughout the movie. The movies that they act in. Yeah, in the, in the scenes, especially for this movie specifically, the, the scenes that's required of them, I, yeah, I think they do a good job. But, yeah, I mean... The core thing is here is that main friendship with Tim and Pikachu, and I like that. I like that chemistry. I, I think it it serves the film well, even when the story suffers as far as like trying to do something interesting when it's just more of like, and you know, now we're just learning more information about this thing or what have you, and it's there's nothing all that yeah. innovative here. I I like the I like the emphasis they put on that, and I like that there's about spoiling anything there's a reason that comes along with how this interaction's happening and i i appreciate well, i appreciated where it yeah. went i mean i yeah, agree with that I, I definitely want yeah. to add that for the detective pikachu and and tim characters i like that they was frosty to begin with and it stayed frosty for a little bit of time 
um, like even through the bar. Like I, I like the the scene where he's got to pull out his phone just to so so he doesn't sound crazy. And it's like this is really like thoughtful uh, acting and and writing here, where they're like, okay, well, you know, you're talking. Pikachu's don't talk to humans and human or I'm sorry Pokemon don't talk to humans and humans don't understand them so you know you've got to not like crazy subsequently there's a great scene with uh, the mime Pokemon mm-hmm. and I, I dug that <laughs> shit dude. yeah yeah I, oh, I like cool. I laughed my ass off and also like I thought this is really clever like the way that there's a really nice payoff to that to that scene and I was like this is really clever so uh, but uh, again, uh, definitely thought that there was like a, a really good connection between Pikachu and Tim, um, even though, uh, you know, I think that they have like a little minor spat toward the end there. But still, uh, I, I liked uh, what they brought to the table. Were there any other Pokemon cameos or appearances that you guys were fans of as far as like big scenes they had? And like we had a Charizard, obviously, we had a Bulbasaur, we had Jigglypuff. Like, were there any ones that stood out to you guys? Uh, for me, uh, two Pokemon uh Bulbasaur just because that was the uh first Pokemon that I always picked out of the main three and I never got why you know other people you know consider you know Bulbasaur as like the odd man out like everyone's picking Charmander and Squirtle I always chose Bulbasaur I don't know why I just thought it was really cute just looks friendly yeah exactly (laughs) yeah unlike Squirtle you know what you did (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and uh and the other one is uh Mewtwo. I had yeah. no idea like at how much screen time Mewtwo actually got in this movie. I was honestly really surprised like mm-hmm. the amount of uh screen time they gave him. Like he was an integral part of the entire movie. Right. Yeah, he's, he's a pretty integral part to the entire plot. Yeah. Yeah. Michael, how about you? Any Pokemon you were happy to see on screen? Uh, any of the original 150, so like kind of like what Mark was going allude, alluding to. Uh, so if I saw a Charmander or a Charizard, I, I got like excited. And like what Mark was saying about the whole Mewtwo thing, I, at first I thought when I saw that, I think it was the second trailer, it was like, oh my gosh, Mewtwo is yeah, going to be in this. And then mm-hmm. it proved to be uh, his his character was more integral to the plot. Than I expected it to be. It's like, oh wow, this is, this seems like it, it kind of his that that opening scene was like alluding to the the first Pokemon movie where I saw like the creation of him and everything. It's like, oh, this is a fan service thing, and also it, it plays a role in in the, in the movie. So yeah. So I have a ton of questions for you. Go ahead, Aaron. Go for it. No, no, go for it. So question. What is that giant panda thing? Like, what is it? And what is its power? Because <laughs> it's not like a it's just, uh, thing, so I don't yeah, know. It's, yeah, it's, it's, like, past, it's just hanging it's out at the park thing. with, like, a ton of kids. A ton of panda bears. Wait, wait, the panda had three heads, right? From what I saw. I thought that those were, like, babies. No, oh, they were babies. I don't even know yeah, if they, they were babies, babies or a three-headed yeah. panda. They, so they what, were... what is that yeah. thing? Yeah, <laughs> it was... Yeah, the panda Pokemon is past our expertise of uh, Pokemon. It wasn't part of the original 150. And then, and then what is the power of a ditto? Because at one point he's like, oh, that was a ditto? And he's like, no, it's like a, a super enhanced ditto. So is a ditto only able to take on one shape? Uh, a ditto can replicate a... Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, Mike. Uh, a ditto can replicate the powers of any Pokemon it encounters. 
the uh, the pan the panda Pokemon the panda Pokemon by the way is is a is a Pancham and it evolves into a Pangoro. No oh. idea. <laughs> I'm just saying that's what the panda was. Yeah. And uh, I guess my last follow up question for you guys is um, not in terms of Pokemon the the actual Pokemon, but were you guys uh, glad that they omitted things from the series like a Team Rocket or like a Mew or or what have you? Is is it Mew? The what's that what's that guy in Team Rocket? Is it is it a Mew? That weird cat thing. Oh, it's Meowth. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. like, are you guys okay with them, like, not going full-on into, like, fan territory? Or uh, did you guys actually want, probably want to see something like that? No, I was fine with that. Uh, Some of the game, like, nods were, like, critical hit. And, like, oh, that's pretty smart to hide critical hit as, like, a DJ name sort of thing, so. uh, I did put that together. (laughs) So thank you. But some of those smaller things, not not so much like the Team Rockets or yeah, not 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 too crazy stuff. Speaking, I was fine with I was fine with those omissions. Speaking on the outside of it, I was happy with just given like what I know about how these games work and whatnot, and the on the anime, uh, I was happy with how the series or how the film kind of shows you glimpses of that world. Like it gives you a Pokemon Stadium and shows you like the concept of this exists. Like it gives you so much like adjacent material that fans certainly probably ate up. It's probably even more of again more of that that I didn't even realize. And it even gives you like an underground battle sequence, which I thought was pretty fantastic. I mean, seeing the what the the Blastoise take on the other guy. I don't I forgot the other which one the other he was fighting at the time. And then like Poke, Poke Pikachu goes up against a big Charizard. Like that's fun. I like the I like the way it incorporates those early set pieces. I was a little, yeah. I was I was more mixed on the action heavy finale. Where the movie strangely becomes Batman with like giant That's poison exactly balloons. That's exactly what I was thinking. Like, yeah. but, but, Knox is there taking yeah. photos. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Knox is there. He grabs a bat and a face mask. <laughs> um, but no, like I think the the action stuff and the, like the things that are going on for the first two thirds of the movie, I think is rather effective. Like it does a good job with the effects and what have you, and like keeps you involved in this weird story that's being told. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, Mark, you mentioned that it's, it's four kids. I don't deny that it's four kids because yeah, it's detective Pikachu at the same time. You guys have both mentioned, you all of us have mentioned that the plot is quite convoluted. I'm so curious. I mean, it got like what an A minus cinema score. Kids aren't voting in that anyway, so it doesn't matter, it yeah. made a bu- but it made a bunch of money this weekend. <laughs> I, I want to know what the, I, I wonder what the legs will be on this thing. If like kids are like, I need to see that again. I know a friend of the show, Jim Dietz, he has two kids who have been dying to see this movie and uh, they, he, he took them. They had a blast. And they want to go see it again. Like, I want to know if that's like what the, what the younger audiences and like thought is on this thing. Like if the story's like, yeah, all right, Pikachu, but whatever. I like seeing this movie or they're just really invested in the story being told. There's just a lot there. And I, whether or not it works for, the young audience on the level that the story's trying to do, or if it works for us, just because, like Abe and I are saying, the world's just so interesting. I, 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 I don't know where that's going to lead. If it's going to lead to more movies or what have you, but I, I was certainly entertained. I was, I was impressed. Yeah. Might I just add that it was kind of awesome to see a uh, Magikarp in the movie. Because <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. I mean, <laughs> I've, I've always kind of made fun of Magikarp because I went through the struggle of trying to turn a Magikarp into a Gyarados and it was very difficult to try and um, evolve him in the Pokemon game Mm -hmm. 
and you don't, you just to show, it, right? yeah, just to show like all he does is like flop around. That's like I, and that's I the only thing you could teach it, basically. <laughs> yeah. I what does he say that? in the movie? Because he says like it if it it just needs water to. What do you have to do to? I think he just turn? kicks it. He's like, you just gotta like hit it or something. Is that what you? Is that what you do? <laughs> okay. Yeah, you unleash your frustrations on it. <laughs> yeah, and it'll turn into like this giant water creature. Yeah. yeah. Pretty amazing. So yeah, good little Easter egg there, or not even Easter egg, just full on there. Uh, <laughs> but I appreciated all that stuff too. And again, like I would love to uh, kind of go through it again because Aaron, in terms of the world building, when I was thinking about this movie, I was like, wow, this is like. You know, this year we've kind of had like some cool uh, new worlds bring bought, brought to us already with something like uh, Battle Angel Alita um, and this. And it's like I dug both of those things in different ways. But, you know, it, it's nice that we can start to expand here. And really, like Michael and Mark, you guys brought this up earlier. I'm kind of I'm hesitant, but also I'm really happy if we can get something like a Mega Man movie or something like that. Where oh, Mega it's Man interesting movie. that you bring this up, Abe, because it's like we're at a point in blockbusters where you know it's all it's largely superheroes, and like what else can you tap for like un you know unhelmed potential to kind of bring to an American audience that's something unique but also profitable? And honestly, it's you know it's it's on it's live action anime. It's 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 more it's more more. Chinese, Japanese animation, culture, like those kinds of things that work and also obviously work at the international box office, but that stuff that you haven't seen before. And I mean, yeah. it's no surprise that like what Netflix is doing is live action Cowboy Bebop series. And uh, we'll see how that goes. We'll I'm, see how that goes. But I mean, it's yeah. not like it hasn't been talked about for years either. I mean, Keanu yeah. Reeves was attached for a long time to do something like this. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. But, but, I, mean, but I mean, yeah, Michael, Pokemon, sounds like you are also excited about Mega Man. <laughs> yes, Mega Man. Uh, that's even He's one game. Mega Man. The NES game that I grew up on, and uh, I played the Mega Man X on Super, Super NES. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Yeah, that'd be it'd be great. You know, just the way that we see the world living in now. And I think honestly, the people that played these games growing up are now old enough to like make movies for for these things. So and that's the that's the thing I keep talking about with horror movies specifically as far as like where the influence is coming from and not that other horror movies weren't influenced by people before them but just like the idea that you're seeing a lot of movies that are coming from people that are around our age that have grown up seeing these things and in a world where the internet exists where they can talk about these things now they're like i'm gonna take my shot at it using the inspirations that i've had from these movies i grew up with and we're seeing that more just because we can relate more closely to that we can see the same inspirations because we all grew up with the same kind of stuff so it's and that's like this as well, like seeing something like Pokemon in a live action form. It's kind of a trip in the same way seeing something like Power Rangers is a trip where it's like there's no lore to Power Rangers beyond this ridiculous TV show. And yet that's a live action movie that exists now, which still trips me out <laughs> that like Zordon is taken seriously in a cinematic feature. It's like, OK, <laughs> that happened. That happened in a movie. They First of all, in time. Yeah, that that 2017 or 2018 movie, whatever, whenever it was, not bad, not bad. No, I, I thought the job. I liked it. It did a great job of actually giving you character development and then giving you like an action payoff. Whereas like other ones, word, yeah, it relies yeah, on the characters first, property second. I think. Yeah. Yeah, there was some contemporary themes and it. it worked out well. So yeah. And they had a great little like. Uh, what you call it uh stinger it's like man I, we're not gonna get to see this but you know we need somebody else to take up the mantle here <laughs> but in the crispy cream though 
Yeah, exactly. In any case, uh, for do you guys have any uh, finalized thoughts on a Detective Pikachu? What, what did you guys think of Ryan Reynolds? We haven't talked about that very much, given that he's Pikachu. You said it. I, I really like Ryan Reynolds. In general, I like Ryan Reynolds, but him being the voice of Detective Pikachu, it's not because he's... There, there's a reason for it, too, so... Um, I like that, and I also like his quips, but I, I liked uh, his sad, mopey version of the Pokemon theme song. <laughs> yes. It, it, uh, it I like the watered-down version of... It's kind of like, I heard, like, audible, oh, and, like, an audible, like, these two, these four guys are in front of me, like, they were getting high, and even those guys were getting sad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I was like, wow, this is really effective. It's My... super effective. Michael, how about you? No, I, I was about to say that I, I enjoyed watered down um, Ryan Reynolds in this, and like um, Abe was saying about the quips, and it was just coming in fast. It's it was just like a Deadpool, but just softer and tamer, basically. And I still liked it. I mean, even though I knew it was going to be like that, it's like, oh wow, it still works. And if I ever had kids, you know, I, this is the movie. I would introduce a Ryan Reynolds movie to them like this. It's neat that you say that because I like, think last week when we talked about Longshot, Abe, I think part of what makes Seth Rogen's character effective in that movie is that he is kind of a lesser version of himself, if you know what I mean. Like it's a, it's a bit more dialed down to to kind of work with that story for a rom-com as, as opposed to like, I don't know, full on Rogan and like knocked up or something like, which is also a rom com, I guess. But I mean, I think there's a there's an intensity to like how much he can do his Seth Rogan style humor. That's and I think that's dialed down a bit. And I think that's similar here with Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. But uh, Mark, any other other thoughts on on Reynolds in this or? Uh, I thought it took some getting used to because all I just started hearing was Deadpool, but <laughs> it. <laughs> I mean, it just grew on me as the movie went on. But when I first heard Ryan Reynolds uh, speak as Pikachu, I just thought, oh, my God, it's, it's Deadpool. But in a much cuter, cuddly, adorable form. But then, like I said, it just grew on me and I really enjoyed him as uh, Pikachu. All right. Well, with all that said, um, I think we've talked about everything about Detective Pikachu weekend. When, when should people go and see this movie? Hey, let's start with you. I, you know, I don't think it's one of those things where you have to run and see it right away, but I, I like the world building enough, and I think it's it's worthy of, like, a dollar theater, where it'd be fun for you to go check it out in the theaters uh, with some folks, but not necessarily something that, that is, like, you know, not, not something that's that's in my amazing list that says, like, you gotta go right now. All right. Michael, how about you? Uh, Well, there, there are some things. If you have kids, they're gonna eat this up, and you know, since you're going to go there with them, probably you're going to you're going to like it, too. But if you're going as you're like just a couple of friends your age or whatever. Um, yeah, I would agree with Abe. Go for the like dollar theater. Enjoy it in the theater sort of thing. Mark. Uh, yeah, both of them said it best. If uh, you got friends around <laughs> our age that grew up with Pokemon and just want to see like a live action Pokemon might want to curb your expectations a little bit and watch it in like a dollar <laughs> theater but if you have kids yeah go see it asap they'll they'll love it as a you know a novice when it comes to pokemon i walked in thinking this could be fun i had a lot of fun i i would agree as far as like 
it not being the it's a it's still a video game movie <laughs> um, <laughs> as far as it has some of the same hiccups as far as like how you're going to do something right by this to make it like a quality feature but it's certainly the most entertaining video game movie i've seen yeah so i I would still i would say dollar theater that's it yeah it's perfectly good for like a family audience like it works it does what it's required to even if it's you know it's no zootopia it's no roger rabbit but it's still fun sure yeah Uh apt apt comparisons by the way by the way last question what was that pokemon on the train that was licking the justice smith's face it's like a lick it lick a tongue lick a tongue -tongue. you said like half the name so like (laughs) okay and it just it just annoys him he's like asking whose pokemon this is yeah that one he's still lost yeah okay (laughs) (laughs) all right let's uh that's our review for pokemon detective pikachu let's move on now let's get to our uh hey what uh what time is it aaron i think it's time for maybe even a couple games here That's actually the song that would have played when the other Bulbasaurs are denying entry for uh, the girl. Yeah, sure. That's that's what that is. That is, of course, <laughs> the improv we'll theme for that. games. Um, I have two games for you guys this week. Let's yes. hit it. Let's do it. The first game is called Person or Pokemon. Okay. <laughs> no. I am going to describe <laughs> either a person or a Pokemon, and you need to guess which... Th- Pokemon or person I am describing. Okay. Oh, if you think you know the answer, oh, oh God. Uh, say your name, and I'll uh, I'll uh, you know call on you. We'll, we'll I'm excited. Here we go. Here's the first one. Vacant stare, a little hair on top, has a duck face. Hmm. Abe. What? Abe. You're describing a Pokemon. Which Pokemon? Psyduck. <laughs> it is not Psyduck. Sorry. Oh. Mm. The correct answer is Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. What? <laughs> Next question. Wait, what? <laughs> you only get one guess on each of these. Here's the next one. White belly, light blue eyes, very large, breathes fire. Hmm. Very large. Uh, Mark. Mark? Uh, Pokemon Charizard? It's not Charizard. The correct answer is actually Christian Bale. Moving on to the next question. <laughs> what? I think I get that. Here's the next one. White, some sort of unaging clone, can use telekinesis. Unaging clone. Mm. Can use telekinesis. I know this is not the answer, but I'm just going to shoot my shot anyways. Mark, Mewtwo? I mean, you're close, but the answer is Keanu Reeves. Moving on to the next Uh, question. Of course. What's going on? Here's the the next one. You guys can get this. Small. Soft uses music to put others to sleep. Uses music to fall asleep. Well, Michael, you know this one. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, Mark. Yeah. Bjork. No. Come on, it's small. It's soft. It uses music to put to put others to sleep. If you yeah, say that you this is to legit, Bjork's music, I'm gonna be so mad if you actually Mike, say hey, that. Michael. Hey, Michael. It's Michael's guess. <laughs> um, person and Anna Kendrick. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, this is Jigglypuff. I thought this was How pretty straightforward. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Here's fair. the last one. Mousy, big ears, electric personality. Mousy and big ears. Mousy and big ears. Big ears. Electric personality. Michael's gonna get this right by going with the real answer here. 
okay, real answer then. Um, Pikachu. No, it's Richard Belzer. I thought Richard this was easy. Belzer. Oh, no. <laughs> the Bells himself, NBC's most profitable man. Okay, well, I'm sorry none of you guys got any correct answers here, but um, we'll move on to the next game. Uh, this is, uh, I'm using Abe's game here, on a scale of Pokemon Edition. This is where you you need to guess what the actual score was for individual movies. In this case, we're using Rotten Tomato percentage scores for the Pokemon movies. Okay, so everybody gets a turn. So everybody gets a turn to guess what they think the percentage of various Pokemon movies were. Got it. In this case, Rotten Tomato scores. So here we go. Pokemon, the first movie. Michael, what do you think the percentage score was on Rotten Tomatoes for Pokemon, the first movie? 62. Okay. Abe? Yeah, I was thinking, like, in this... I'm going to say 61. Mark? (laughs) 76. Well, Abe, you are the closest wall going way over. It's 15%. 15? Wow! It's not an awful movie. 15% is the answer there. Wow. Here's the next one. Pokemon the Movie 2000. Let's start with Mark this time. Oh, wow. That... Uh, let's say 21. I think you're on the right track this time around. Let's see. <laughs> uh, Abe, you're next. Um, I'm going to say it It did a little bit worse than that, and I'm going to say 19. Okay. Michael? I'll go for 20. Man, you oh. guys are just oh. prices writing you yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> in this case, Abe though, started it. <laughs> in this case, though, Abe was dead on with 19. percent Yes. Oh. I want to thank Mark. <laughs> Who won the first one? Was it Michael? It was also me. It was also you. Okay, you had 61 or whatever. 61. Yeah, I said 62 on the first one. Okay, all right. Here's the next one: Pokemon Three, the movie. Uh, sorry, uh, Michael. Start with you this time. Um, I will say 15. All right. Mark? Uh, I will say 16. Abe? (laughs) Pokemon 3? I want to say 8%. Mark, you win this round. It's 21%. 21? Better than the first two movies. Wow. (laughs) Sorry, Mike. There's the next one. Two more. (laughs) Pokemon Forever. Start with Abe this time. Pokemon, what what year was this released? Oh, fuck if I care. Um, <laughs> let me go do the research it, now because Abe needs to know. Because, you know, other movies are coming out like Digimon the movie and stuff like that too. I mean, it came out after Pokemon the first movie, Pokemon 2000, and Pokemon 3. <laughs> Pokemon mm-hmm. Forever came out in 2002. 2002 was a pretty, uh, you know, there's a lot of dramas going on. So I'm going to give this 6%. 6%. Okay. Mark. I will go with 8%. 8%. Abe, what'd you say? 6. Did Michael go? Michael, no. what's your answer? I will say 14%. Michael, that's a pretty good guess because it's 16%. Ooh, jeez. <laughs> I'm really wow. It's pretty low. <laughs> On the board. Here we go. Last <laughs> one. Last one. Pokemon the movie, colon, The Power of Us. Let's start with Mark. Hmm. I want to say 17%. 17. Abe? Pokemon the movie, The Power of Us? That's right. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty uplifting 
top or title, so I'm going to go 90%. Okay. Oh, wow. 90? Well, why should it be like 95? Hold on. <laughs> Mark, what did you say? Uh, 17. You said 17. Abe yeah. says 90. Michael, this could be this could make or break the game right here. <laughs> what is your guess? I will go with 32. Wow. 95. Wait, well, you said 90. Yes. Unfortunately, you are three <laughs> percent off. You're three percent off from winning because it's at sixty percent, which means Michael is the closest. Oh, I was over. It is fresh, sixty percent. Yeah, there you go. This, this now means we go into tiebreaker mode because Michael and Abe are tied right now. Oh, Michael, it's you and me, buddy. All right, all right. If you ask me how to spell Charizard, I'm not gonna know. So you're gonna win. Okay, tiebreaker question. Here we go. This is a Ryan Reynolds themed Rotten Tomatoes question. Okay. What is the? Ooh. What was it for? And on a scale of, what was the score for Deadpool? Abe. The first Deadpool. Deadpool. I'm gonna say ninety-six. Okay. We'll Michael. I will say ninety-three. Michael. That was a good guess. It's 84%. 84? What? You win. Good job. Scale yeah. Pokemon edition. Good you job. You are the winner of this week's win game. win these things. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, Mark, I figured that 90 was going to be too high. 90 something. Mark, you still got one right. <laughs> Yo, so Mark much for progress. <laughs> I feel like Mark had more than one right. But he didn't. <laughs> oh, but I didn't. <laughs> Mark played the price is right game and got one lower than me so. <laughs> we probably heard him that he went first and like in a few of them and we just kept undercutting him i mixed it up anyway that's how you, that's the game for this week let's move on let's get let's get to some out now feedback 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 this is where I go over the various questions and answers on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash podcast. I asked a number of questions for the listeners to answer, and they gave us answers that we'll go over right now. Uh, Michael, Mark, feel free to uh, join in and lend in some answers if you have any. But let's do this. First question is, what's the worst Pokemon? Chris has Magikarp. He included a, a gif of a flopping Magikarp. And Michael, you had uh, Rattata? Is that how you yeah. pronounce it? Rattata. Rattata, and yeah. included a gif. What is, what is the deal with Rattata? It's just the rat, a purple rat. <laughs> it doesn't do anything? <laughs> Nothing else to it. It no. runs around all rat-like. Yeah. It bites it, you. It scurries around, that's it. Yeah, that sounds pretty lame. <laughs> uh, Godin um, is the one that I, I think of. I'm just going by Super Smash Brothers, where Godin just flops around and does nothing to help him. It's always disappointing to see. I'm just going to go with uh, coffee, because you know, all he says is coffee, and he just pollutes the air. It's bad for coffee. Captain Planet. Coffee. Coffee. He also looks like a germ. Come on. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. He looks, he like... looks like, like a reject from a commercial advertising something that will get rid of a cold. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nasonex. <laughs> so yeah. T.J. Miller will voice him. Then. Exactly. Yeah, he looks <laughs> like a thing that T.J. Miller would voice. <laughs> Next question we have here. Uh, Ryan Reynolds has famously gone method to play Detective Pikachu. Who are your favorite method actors? Greg writes Heath Ledger. Justin has Jim Carrey. Chris has Christian Bale. And Alan has, there's only one answer, Daniel Day-Lewis. Who are your famous met- Who are your favorite method actors? Alan is correct. Daniel Day-Lewis. Yes. Can't go wrong with Chris Bale or Daniel Day-Lewis. I'll throw back in the day De Niro into the mix. De Niro, yeah, before Bad Grandpa. 
You can throw in Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix too. Or dirt, dirty grandpa. Joaquin There's... Phoenix, yeah. Oh, yeah, Joaquin Phoenix is a good answer too. Yeah, Chris, Christian Bale, you know, famous meltdown. So you know they don't have that for Daniel Day Lewis. So yeah, yeah. I mean, as that I described, Christian Bale has a white gift. belly, light blue eyes. He's very large and breathes fire. So I mean, it, it all adds up to me. <laughs> could have uh, could have fooled me. I, mean, I, that... I laid all the clues right there in front of you. For you guys. <laughs> yeah, you had all the clues. We're Go just turning... snowman on us, man. <laughs> <laughs> We had all the clues. <laughs> uh, the next question, what are other jobs you'd like to see Pokemon have? Chris has biscuit designer. Michael has actuary or CPA. Uh, Maxwell has sandwich artist. And Justin has space cowboy, which Michael added bounty hunter. And Michael or Mike has cab driver. Other jobs Pokemon should have. I don't know if they should be driving anything. Maybe some of them will be used as, as vehicles themselves. But I, I would like to really just see them see, you know, a bakery shop owner, small business owner. <laughs> uh, I mean, CPA, come on. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to do all your taxes. Yeah. They got to wear green visors, too. <laughs> I think Mewtwo could be a mentalist. Just on the yeah. street doing tricks? Just like, hey, you have two minutes, give me your watch. Either that or, like, solving crimes on a weekly basis on CBS. One of it, those. Feels like, it feels like he could solve all the crimes. Yeah, yeah, sure. Just like immediately. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I nominate Jigglypuff to be a uh, music producer. There you go. Oh, yeah. Right up there with Simon Cowell. Mm-hmm. Next one we have here. What other creatures do you think would make good detectives? Chris writes definitely an owl. Greg Makes writes sense. Gizmo. And uh, <laughs> Mike adds Bigfoot, to which I recommended Wolf Cop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, solving crimes. Animals that will make a good, or creatures that will make good. I mean, obviously a hound dog, just like Scruff McGruff, Chicago, Illinois, six four six. I mean, he's already a detective, so yeah, that's why he's a great one. Yeah, uh, I would say Alf. Alf? Yeah, he just seems like he'd be <laughs> open to solving crimes. Is he eating cats while he's on the job? Hey, a clue. <laughs> <laughs> we we've really lost a lot of audience members. Who's Alf? Yeah. Don't you remember Alf? Alf Pogs. I'm dusting or <laughs> fingerprints. I think that's a real line from the show. <laughs> uh, did you guys have any other animals that could be, uh, or creatures that could creatures. be good detectives? No. Pops. Other creatures we... that could be good detectives. If you have an answer, feel free to just shout out. Right shout it out. We can move on. Next question. Uh, who is your favorite movie detective? Renee has. There are really many great Movie detectives. Morgan Freeman is Alex Cross. Never cross Alex Cross. Sean Connery and Wesley Slipes in Rising Sun. And Al Pacino and Heat are some of my are, are some of my absolute favorites. Al Pacino talking about babies and microwaves in that movie. Go on. I want to find the quote, but keep going. Uh, the quote of the babies. And... Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Oh, yeah. Uh, I had this recurring dream where, you know, there's this baby. I'm going to keep reading. I want to find the exact quote. <laughs> I was trying to do my, my, my albums. You know, Philip has Sherlock Holmes, the great Sherlock Holmes. Uh, Scala has the adaptation of Sherlock Holmes has been, has mostly been stellar as has Christie's uh, Hercule Poirot. Alan has the LA confidential cast, Mark Ruffalo and Zodiac and Jake Zillenhall and Zodiac. Uh, Michael has Memento. Uh, and lastly, Justin has uh, all are great. I would add Deckard to that. Oh, I see. What I should do is uh, come home and say, Hi, honey. Guess what? I walked into this house today where this junky asshole just fried his baby in a microwave because it was crying too loud. So let me share that with you. 
Come on, let's <laughs> share that. And in sharing that, we'll somehow cathartically dispel all that heinous shit. Right? Wrong. Wow. You couldn't see it, but all of us were acting as Robert De Niro, just slouching in our chairs, listening to your story, drinking coffee. <laughs> Kudos. <coughs> um, Humphrey Bogart and... Um... Maltese Falcon. <laughs> I love that transition. That's the greatest segue. Full circle. <laughs> we don't leave questions unanswered on this show. That that puts my picks to shame. All right. All right. Oh, let's get to our okay. last question so we can move out of this silliness. Who is your favorite Pokemon? Uh, Dennis writes, um, Squirtle? Laughs. Uh, Chris has, Crikey, there is something I've never thought about. Horsey? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mike, you have Ghastly, Honor, and Gengar. Yes. Uh, Mike has Rocks, Rock Rough, I believe is the one. My son is the expert here. Uh, Jim Dietz, friend of the show, writes, My daughter's favorite is Eevee. My son's favorite is Greninja. And Irene has, There are so many of them, but I'm partial to Eevee. Is Eevee the... Uh, no, the, what, what does Pikachu turn into? Raichu. 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 Okay. Got it. Eevee's like the cat one, isn't it? Like a what cat wolf. Yeah. Cat yeah, it's wolf. like a okay. dog sort of thing. Yeah. It's got yeah. like a it's got like a mane, right? Like a big long like hair going on. Yeah. It's a it's a very fancy looking Pokemon. Yeah. It looks like it, it's like a poodle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a and, Pokemon version of a poodle. <laughs> and a nine tails is not part of Pokemon, right? It would win best in show. Uh, no, nine tails is part of Pokemon. Ninetales is part of Pokemon? Okay. Yeah. Wait, I thought Ninetales was Naruto. That's what I thought, too, but no, I don't maybe, know. Maybe it's, the, maybe it's the crossover. Oh, look it up, literally. It... <laughs> no, I, I believe you, Michael, because I have no idea. Yeah, I Wait, found it. It's, it's what's cool. Naruto? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that is. How dare you? <laughs> it's a show in which it takes 40 episodes to get to a punchline. Yep. Oh, it's a whole Dragon Ball thing, man. Yeah. It's it's pretty crazy. So before we end feedback, I have to address a poll You're that right. I put up last week. Yes, the poll from last week. Yeah, so last week, we guess what? <laughs> After doing a, over a year of eliminating movies from existence, they just don't exist anymore, Abe and I managed to found, find a device where we could press a button and bring back all of those movies. <laughs> so we put a poll up saying, should we press that button and bring all those movies back or leave them behind? Fortunately... Hey. 73% of people voted for us to bring back the movies. And uh, so we pressed that button, and here we are. We now have back Inception, Blazing Saddles, X-Men First Class, Ocean's Eleven, The Princess Bride, Edge of Tomorrow, The Matrix, Robocop, The Dark Knight, Event Horizon, Aladdin, Superman the Movie, Elf, Clyde of a Chance Meatballs, Blade, Under the Skin, Lara Croft Tomb Raider, War of the Worlds, X-Men The Last Stand, You Only Live Twice, The Help, Feared Loathing Las Vegas, Ants, Cliffhanger, Menace of Society, Ben-Hur, Huck, Anaconda, <laughs> Training Day, 500 Days of Summer, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, The Others, The Dirty Dozen, Coraline, Welcome to Mooseport, Scarface, Gravity, Friday the 13th, Stranded of Compton, 28 Days Later, Heat, The Fighter, The Big Hero 6, Chronicle, Real Steel, The Last Boy Scout, Adaptation, and National Lampoon's Vacation. They're all back, baby. They're all back. They're <laughs> all back. What you didn't see is a whole bunch of, like, Doctor Strange portals just opened up, and they all mm -hmm. stepped out. Yeah. All of them. Even Hook. But, uh, yeah, they're, they're all back. Yeah, Hook. <laughs> It all happens. There you go. That's that now. Feedback. Feedback, feedback, feedback. Let's move on. Let's start wrapping things up here with a little out and out presents up now. These are movies that are coming out on 4K, Blu-ray, DVD, streaming this week. 
First up of all the home releases, we have, uh, first up, and feel free to give a yay or nay to any of these, Fighting With My Family. I heard it was good. It is good. I heard it was good, too. I heard it was good, too. Happy Death Day to you. I haven't heard anything because I want to see it. Okay. Okay, that's not promising. Well, I'll, <laughs> I I wasn't big on the first one either. I think yeah. it's I think it's okay, and I think this one to me I think it's similar. It's like all yeah. right, they, they had an idea. Yeah, certainly I more comedic. I'm indifferent about it. It's like yeah, okay, it's, it, it, it's, it's a movie. This this movie like the first one at least had the slasher thing going for it. This one's like whatever. Like it's a comedy now. Like that's that's what it is. It's like, <laughs> uh, Cold Pursuit. Uh, Mark, you just saw this. You're a fan. Uh, yay! Yeah, I was, I I, <laughs> yeah. I enjoy it. Yeah, I I enjoyed uh the different aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, triple threats out this week. I am a fan of this one. Uh, I w- I was see that's where we uh diverge because I was not a fan of it. Oof. Fair enough. I knew what it was picking putting down. I was picking it up. I thought it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see, her smell. Is the Elizabeth Moss uh, indie uh, indie rock movie? Mm, okay. Yeah. Let's see. Never look away. This was the um, German foreign film up for uh, Oscar this past year. It's like three hours and change. So oh, wow. Okay. okay. Never look away is right. It's another uh, Avengers movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, Backdraft Two, which we were talking I about know. last week. I know. I... The last. Yep. Didn't realize it was a movie. In anticipation for the Backdraft 2, the 4K for Backdraft came out this week. You can finally watch the much-anticipated sequel to Backdraft that went straight to video. There you go. Uh, TV, we got Power Season 5 for all the Power fans that, out there. That's... Oh, oh, Power. Okay. Power. That's like yeah. the 50 Cent produced one. Yes. I assume he probably yeah, yeah. stars in it too, right? Uh, okay. he's, got a, he's got a small role in it now, yeah. But okay. I thought that you meant like the the PlayStation one, where I was like, that show's still on for five seasons. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, where it like it's actually an interesting concept. But I was like, wow, that survived. Good job. But no, 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 wrong one. Special stuff this week on Criterion. You have House of Games, the David Mamet film, and the original Funny Games, which is quite disturbing. Um, let's see, Ghost of Mars and Anaconda have new. Uh, oh my gosh! Blu-ray releases for you, Ice Cube. <laughs> genre fans out there <laughs> michael's reaction said it all and, does it uh, come in one package like <laughs> uh, unfortunately no uh, i am a fan of anaconda quite a bit by the way but uh, that big? <laughs> let's see on 4k field of dreams and godzilla the 98 godzilla which is terrible mm. <laughs> yeah with a popular song though by puff daddy yeah he all you oh, have to do is Led Zeppelin. yeah, yeah da-da, the matthew broderick's Exactly, yeah. They're just taking the riff. Let's see. New to streaming this week. On Netflix, you have Wine Country. This is one with uh, Amy Poehler, Maya Rudolph, and a bunch of other... Uh, I think it's funny. directed by Amy Poehler, isn't it's it? It's directed by Amy Poehler as well. It's fine. Okay. Uh, it, it, it's the kind of thing where it's like... The, there's a lot of potential here given all the funny people. At the same time, it's a Netflix movie, and like it's easy enough to watch. So it's like, mm-hmm. it's it's fine. That said, I think there there's a lot more that could have happened to make it like out and out hilarious. But as it stands, it's like it's okay. Okay. Uh, Wandering Earth, which I already mentioned. Um, let's see, Lucifer season four. This is the Lucifer show that got canceled off of Fox, but got picked up by Netflix and has a whole new season. So for Lucifer fans, you know, there you go. Good job. Uh, let's see, Easy season three for uh, Easy fans out there. 
It's like an anthology series with Joe Swanberg, uh, okay. director Joe Swanberg. And Patriot Act with Hassan Minaj, Volume 3. That's I've heard that it's a great show. And uh, on Prime this week, you have Sneaky Pete, Season 3. This is the Giovanni Ravisi, Brian Cranston. on three seasons already? Yeah. Good job. And uh, coming, I think, a couple days after this episode drops, Yardy, which is the film directed by Idris Elba. That got like, a limited release. Hmm. But uh, yeah, that's up there now. Okay. Or will be up there. Uh, that's out. That's out. Out in episode. So now next week uh, we're talking John Wick colon Chapter Three dash Parabellum. Oh, I cannot wait. Mr. Wick is back. Yeah. The grace period's over. <laughs> is that what they call it? That's one of the taglines. Yeah. Okay. All right. Because so he had like, an hour head start at the end of the. Yeah, yeah. Time. But I wasn't sure if they called it the grace period. <laughs> it's on the like it's on the on giant the banners I see around. <laughs> I believe you. I believe it's you. On all the billboards. Yeah. yeah. Uh, last thing we yeah, but John Wick three that's next. Uh, last thing we do here, what should people go and see now, and what do you plan to see next, Michael Lee? What should people see in theaters right now? Uh, well, like I said, if you have kids, go watch Pokemon Detective Pikachu. And what am I going to see next? I am going to see Godzilla and Aladdin next. Ooh, Mark, how about you? What Michael said about uh, Detective Pikachu, but um, also, I mean. Avengers Endgame is still in theaters. You got to push it over the edge to beat Avatar. <laughs> so, you know, you want to give it some help, go for it. Um, as far as what's next, uh, Aladdin is probably next for me. Uh, I would recommend De- Detective Pikachu. And if you haven't seen uh, Endgame, feel free to see it. Theater's probably less packed now. Um, and then next, John Wick, Chapter 3. I mean, Detective Pikachu is pretty worthwhile. Um, Avengers is certainly a lot of fun. You know, they're avenging and all that. Um, if you can find nonfiction, um, which is spread into a couple more theaters this week, the new Olivia Asias film, I think is quite good. Very fun. That's a, that's a solid one to look out for. Uh, what I'm seeing next, I'm seeing Trial by Fire next, which is the new Edward Zwick film. It's got a Laura Dern and Jack O'Connell. And uh, Interesting. Godzilla is coming, and I'm very excited about that too. That is that is something I'm. Going I can to tell see very by soon. your Twitter feed that you're very excited. <laughs> <laughs> Feels like every other GIF is one of Godzilla. Yeah, it's, it's you're not wrong. Um, with all that said, that's gonna do it for this week's episode of Out Now with Aaron and Abe. You can find more of my work and my personal blog, thecodezeke.com. You can also find my written movie reviews at We Live Entertainment. And speaking of Godzilla, I have several Godzilla articles that will be coming to various sites very soon. You can also find me on Twitter at Aaron's PS4. Abe? I'm on the Instagram machine at Abe.Mua and the Twitter machine at uh, Walrus Moose. Hashtag, I can feel it in my jellies. And also, <laughs> Sub640, the podcast. Michael Lee, where can people find more of you online? Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at I am Michael J. Lee. Mark Paces, where can people find more of you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at PacmanNR7. That's P-A-C-M-A-N-N-R-7. You can find all the other episodes of Out Now with Aaron and Abe on iTunes, Audioboom, Spotify, and Stitcher. HHWLED, SoundCloud, or Podomatic. Feel free to email us any thoughts you might have had about this week's episode or anything else we talked about at outnowpodcast at gmail.com. Send us some feedback, write anything you want over at facebook.com slash outnowpodcast, or tweet at us at twitter.com slash outnow underscore podcast. Follow our Instagram page at outnow underscore podcast as well. And, of course... Send now that we have a trailer for it, chapter two. Get all the gifts you can of scary clowns and scary clown related things <laughs> yeah. to our Tumblr page 
Mark to Abe at out.podcast.tumblr.com. Wow. Any scary clown gifts will do. We have till September to make an ultimate compilation of scary clown gifts that Abe will personally have to review week after week. So, yeah, do be sure to get those out. There. I will review them if you guys yeah. submit them. I will be like, you know, on a scale of 1 to 10, 5 scary, 2 terrifying, and, you know, gore factor 11. I mean, we got a we got a homie the clown reference after I posted <laughs> oh, a, a penny a penny a pennywise picture on our Instagram page. Well, we so. all know that homie don't play that. Exactly. How, that uh, another timeless reference <laughs> right there for in living color. <laughs> <laughs> Crushed it this week, guys. Mark, Michael, thank you both for joining us this evening. Thank you for having me. Yeah, anytime. For sure. Uh, good good job again, Michael, for winning the games this week. All right. I think it was good my first Mark game that I won. For, uh, good job, Mark, for getting one right. All right. I mean, I'm on give... my way to two next time. Yeah, if you want to give oh. Mark participation points, that's great, I guess. But... I forgot to ask before we end the show, how many Pokemon can fit in a Pokeball? One? Is it a one-to-one ratio? I think it's a one-to-one ratio. I think it's one-to-one. So Ash has to carry around like 350 Pokeballs? Yeah, but I think they miniaturize, right? Uh, yeah, they do miniaturize, yeah. Aren't, well, there's also different kinds of Pokeballs, aren't there? Well, how do those work? I no think way. the same way, too. They're still just one to one. They just yeah yeah. You got a whole Chewbacca belt thing going on, basically utility belt. (laughs) Okay, that's that's a big belt. (laughs) As long as it's not an electrode, though, am I right? I have no idea. You're you're the because it looks like a pokeball, but it's a bomb and it blows up. Anyway. I'm just being over here showing off my expertise in this topic, but that has been our show. Thank you all for listening. Thank you guys again for joining us, and that's going to do it for this week. So until next time, so long and goodbye. watermelon slice all right i'm ready for, uh, star patch kids okay i think you're saying it this week yeah yeah this week on out now with aaron and abe we're talking pokemon colon detective pikachu did you find your notes pika pika i think they're called clues <laughs> you want to do it again yes okay, i know you want to say clues <laughs> yeah because otherwise it doesn't make any sense i know all right here we go this week play some of the trailer for pokemon 
Tim, your dad was an excellent detective. <laughs> he wanted you to become a Pokemon master. I don't know if that's what he says. I, I don't want to be involved in any of that. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just trying to get his stuff. <laughs> just, just give me the keys so I can go over and get out of here. Clink, clink, clink. Oh, uh, stuff knocking over. Who's there? I know how to use this thing. Put down the stapler. <laughs> My clues. The music cues in. Listen, I lost Harry, and you lost your dad. But what if we work together, and we can find out what's going on? <laughs> Ooh, that is that is way better. Yeah, that I, I couldn't Ooh, pull that off. That's a twist. That's that's very twisty. Very twisty. Yeah. Good. Good. Uh, good trick. Okay. 